Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Thriller Podcast. Today, we are discussing Coinbase, Tim Draper, Ian Bellina, and finally, in our main topic, we're discussing Moonshot, the inside story of Verge's race to the moon. That's right. Thriller Podcast, starting now. Welcome to Thriller with Car Gonzalez, broadcasting from Austin, Texas, via SoundCloud and supported by listeners like you. It's time for the news. 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 Thriller with Car Gonzalez. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting week of Thriller Podcast. I'm back. <laughs> so it was an interesting weekend. We have a lot to cover today. I'm going to tell you all about it because there's multiple pieces of news that we're going to cover today. It's going to be spread out through the podcast. So you might want to listen to the whole show. But first up, let's go ahead and dive into the news. What's going on today? Well, first up, Coinbase just bought one of Bitcoin's best-funded firms. So cryptocurrency startup Coinbase has announced the acquisition of Earn.com, one of the industry's best-funded startups. At a statement released on Monday, it confirms a previous Coindesk report that Earn.com, formerly known as 21 Inc., a Bitcoin mining operation powered by technology from Intel. <laughs> it's funny how they throw that in there. I think everything's powered by Intel these days. The company was backed by major Silicon Valley investors to the tune of $116 million, raised over multiple funding rounds. So basically what happened was uh, as part of the acquisition, Balij Suridavazan, sorry, I screwed that up, co-founder and CEO of Earn.com will become Coinbase's first chief technology officer, CTO, the Earn.com team will be integrated with Coinbase operations and its existing business will continue, Coinbase said. Earn has built a paid email product that is arguably one of the earliest practical blockchain applications to achieve meaningful, meaningful, meaningful <laughs> tra- traction. Dang, these words are just stumbling over me. We will keep Earn's business running because it's showing a lot of promise and potential. In his new capacity, Serenison will help lead the development of Coinbase platform and also recruit new cryptocurrency talent. Pretty interesting. They just uh, bought up uh, Ethereum Wallet Cypher Browser as well on Friday. So Coinbase is looking to expand. It's good. It almost seems like they're finally getting a direction towards this company. You guys heard me on multiple podcasts in the past where I always complain that Coinbase felt like they were going in two different ways. But now lately, all this news, it seems like they're actually becoming more focused, which is good. It's good for everybody. Okay, so this one is kind of controversial. Um, and I am just reporting the news on this, guys. I am not uh, picking sides. You guys know the way I am. I'm I'm in this for coin collecting, right? So I'm not picking sides on any of this. I don't know what's right or wrong. I am just a person that is reading the news. Every once in a while, I drop in my two cents, but you guys don't listen to me, right? Okay, so check this out. So crypto investor reportedly hacked for $2 million on live stream, internet calls foul. Ian Bellina, cryptocurrency investor and advisor, was reportedly hacked for more than $2 million in crypto while doing a live stream on his YouTube channel on Sunday, yesterday. And if you watch a live stream, actually, I'll play a little bit right now. Okay, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take care of that later. Okay, all right, where, where were we? Okay, so I mean, I'll start team, I'll start all that. 1F equals 100,000 
NBA tokens. Yeah, I'm going to have to finish this later because I have to get going. But I mean, so far it checks out. I'll just I'll finish this on the next live stream because right, I'm, I'm not able to log into my Google Sheets. So, all right, let me just make a note of this. So, like, watching the live stream, most of Ian Belita's viewers could point out and see that he had unexpectedly logged out of the Google Spreadsheets. Afterwards, he said, Crypto family, I need you now more than ever. I ended today's live stream because I am being hacked. I'm not worried about the money. I learned my lesson. I only care about catching the hacker. Please email any information to ianbelina88 at gmail.com. Thank you all for the support. And then much later, he uh, he pretty much, well, actually, he, he it was kind of strange because he sent out another, e another tweet and um, it was kind of weird. He said, hacker has stolen my funds and is all about to sell on Qcoin.com. Please help in contacting them, ETH, BTC, KCS. And then he almost immediately deleted that. Um, so a lot of strangeness happened. A lot of people were calling him out, of course. People were making fun of him. Uh, people were you know, pretty much doing memes on him at this point. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. You know, it's sad that you know, somebody hacked him. Um, and, uh, that's my opinion on it. Um, you know, no one wants to be hacked for anything or even be like robbed, you know, like if, if you're walking down the street and somebody robs you, like, that's not a good feeling. That's kind of a scary feeling. So it's different when it's online. Cause it's not that personal, I guess, like it's not personal. No one's touching you, but, um, it still kind of has an effect on you. And, and honestly, guys, I've said this for the longest time. Anybody can be hacked. Like anybody can, no one's, no one is completely safe. So there's really nothing you can do about it. Like I know, I know a lot of people are like, damn, really? It's true. There's so much information on everybody on the internet at this point. We really need to move away from the system that we have in place right now. I'm not sure what that what that is. I, I just know that this email and two-factor authentication is just not working anymore. It's broken. The the fact that everybody has an, a Gmail address makes it very easy for you to be targeted. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, it sucks. It, it sucks because everybody's vulnerable. And even the president got hacked. I mean, that tells you everything right there. So um, no one's safe. Just uh, the only thing I could recommend is move all your coin offline. That's the only thing you can do in this situation. Um, because if they get into your email, they own you pretty much at that point. They can reset your phone. They can do all this kind of stuff. So it's really nothing you can do. So just realize that that uh, if they if they own your email, they pretty much own your life. And they can get into your Facebook, your bank accounts, your credit cards, all that stuff. Um, so just make sure that if you're a cryptocurrency holder, make sure you're pulling those coins off exchanges as fast as you can. Don't do not. I would even say at this point, not even leave an Exodus wallet anymore. Not even use an Exodus wallet anymore. They need to come out with something better than just a, just a, a just an email that gets sent to you telling you your passphrase. Like that's a vulnerability. They should that passphrase should not be emailed to you. Um, that's another thing. That, that's why I you know I would highly suggest just moving away from Exodus at this point. It was great. It was a great start. It's a beautiful app. It's just that. If they're sending you the, your 12-key passphrase, 
to get access to your Exodus and somebody hacks your Gmail or whatever, at that point, they own your Exodus wallet as well. So just realize that. So don't leave anything in Exodus that you're not willing to give away for free, pretty much. Because it's true. It's very true. Um, Yeah, it's very true. So with that, let's get on to the interesting video of the day. I know that's kind of a bummer to end with news on, but uh, I think you'll enjoy interesting video of the day. Let's do it. So this was an interesting video that I saw this weekend. I actually had no idea who this guy was before Saturday when I saw it. I tweeted it out. His name is Tim Draper. He's an American venture capital investor and businessman, founder of Draper University, entrepreneur for Draper Associates, VC firm. He invested in Tesla, Skype, Badu. Uh, it's always funny. Like I always think, I always think that's funny. Whenever they're like the VC firm, they invested in Tesla, Skype, and Badu. They're like, it's it's like one of those things where they like they were able to find them and say that oh that's a good company to invest in. Like it, it's kind of I don't think they should get credit for that. <laughs> I'm just saying because we look at coins all the time. So and their companies as well. It'd be like me taking credit for finding you know Stellar for or finding like. I don't know, like Cardano or anything like that. Like you can't take credit for that. You just know a good thing when you see it. So anyway, so that's just a side note. Sorry. Uh, so anyways, he has a really uh, interesting view on crypto and he sounds a lot like Thriller Car, which is kind of amazing if you think about it. I'm starting to realize uh, a lot of people are thinking this way. No, they are. Uh, you know, I've been to other, you know, I've been to, I've been to the crypto summit and a lot of like-minded people think the exact same thing of uh, cryptocurrency. So it's really interesting to see this VC guy talk about crypto so passionately. I just have mad respect. If you do that in front of a large audience like CNBC, two thumbs up for you, man. Anyways, check this out. We are pushing, we who are in the industry are pushing as hard and fast as we possibly can. I'm sure every entrepreneur that was in that conference was really driven, pushing, making something really interesting happen. And um, it's just that there, there are all these uncertainties created by these governments that are run by like the grandparents of the people who are creating this new industry. And they don't get it, and uh, and it's and it's very frustrating for the people who are creating the industry. So you have you have these regulators who are 70, 80 years old, and they are the ones telling these twenty-something-year-olds what they should be doing. But they're the same people who have given them huge uh, education debt. Uh, poor education, not appropriate for their, for their work life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now they're trying to tell them not to do something that is actually creating a whole new economy. I mean, if I'm a millennial, I'm looking, I'm deeply in debt. I have an education that's not appropriate to the jobs that I have to go find. And, and, uh, and I'm kind of, it's like I'm lost. But there's this big opportunity. All of a sudden, there's, there's Bitcoin. There's crypto. There's a whole new world out there that isn't, hasn't been destroyed by the regulators. 
Now the regulators are coming in and they're making it very difficult on people, but any, any country that gets highly regulated gets poorer, more poverty, and any country that's free gets richer. Mm -hmm. And I think the U.S. is trying to figure this out. I know Japan has figured out, make it free, make us rich. Japan thinks I have to control and regulate. I mean, China right, says yeah. I've got to control and regulate mm -hmm. and they're, they're going to create a bunch of poverty. So, and it usually takes 20 years. So by that time they've, they've moved on, but, um, but they are ruining the lives of many, many people by putting in too many controls or too many restrictions or too many regulations. Uh, this is exactly what we talk about here on the show all the time. Always talking about how these older, these older people, this, this whole baby, baby boomer generation, this, whatever they were called, <laughs> baby boomer, was it baby boomer? I think it was baby boomer or whatever their, their name was. That generation literally has not withhold their, their stranglehold on this whole government. They're still around. They're in their seventies. Uh, and they're in their 60s and 50s, late 50s, and they're controlling this government and they're stopping, they're stopping innovation. And not only are they stopping innovation, they're trying to regulate it so heavily that uh, young people like ourselves aren't able to make a dollar doing anything but working for big corporations. And it's not what we want at this point in our lives. I feel like every young person right now going through the year 2018, 2019, 2020, up till 2025 kind of phase in their life. And I don't know, man, it's, I think we've gotten so accustomed to doing, getting everything immediately and growing up that way. And also if we want to go see something, we see it right away. Or if we want to go buy something, we buy something right away. We've gotten so used to that immediacy that I think we're starting to realize that work should be like that as well too. Why can't I do what I want like, and get paid for it? You know what I mean? So it's, it's just this change of events. I feel like a lot of people in crypto are starting to understand. And this is such a new industry that we're building that everybody's trying to find their spot in it, their niche. I can't wait to see what happens here in the next five to 10 years. I think it's going to be completely different than it is now. But I do know that we're sitting on, you know, something, I wouldn't even call it a gold mine. I would call it the next revolution in technology. So I do know that much. Anyways, I think that's a really interesting video. I think uh, Tim Draper knows what he's talking about. If Tim, if you're listening to this show and you're grabbing talking points from it, I commend you. No, you're, you're, you're doing what everybody should be doing. They should be taking what they can from here, taking what they can from there, taking what they can from everywhere, from anywhere they can get it and creating their own. I did that. I was somebody that would listen to Andreas. I would hear him talk. I would listen to other people like Charlie Lee talk, Charles talk, and you know Vitalik talk. I would listen to all these people talk about crypto, and I I would kind of put that into my own way of saying things. And it, it, everybody influences everybody else, and it's a beautiful thing because it it changes the mindset, and that's what we need to change in crypto. We need to change the mindset. Okay, with that long rant, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into coin talk. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Coin Talk. One of my favorite parts of the day, as you know, 
Um, today I got a little bit of news because you guys know that we've only been doing three episodes the past two weeks, which is last week and the week after that. Um, I got some more news. You guys are probably wondering, hey, Car, did you pass your test? Did you pass your test? I got, got news to tell you. I failed my test. I failed it. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Uh, I walked out of that room and my head was down. <laughs> it, uh, it, it sucked. It really sucked. Um, first thing I did, text my wife, tell her, you know what? I did it pass and uh, went back to work, started working. Everybody could tell I was down. <laughs> and I was just like, I was feeling sorry for myself. I really was. I was feeling sorry for myself and I knew I shouldn't have. And uh, it wasn't until I went on break and uh, I typed in the word failure in YouTube and this would happen. Fail early, fail often, fail forward. Um, you know, it's always a little bit frustrating to me when, when people have a negative relationship with failure. Failure is a massive part of being able to be successful. You have to get comfortable with failure. You have, you have to actually seek failure. Failure is where all of the lessons are. You know, when you go to the gym and you work out, you're actually seeking failure. You want to take your muscles to the point where you get to failure because that's where the, the adaptation is. That's where growth is. Successful people fail a lot. They fail a whole lot more than they succeed. They extract the lessons from the failure and they use that the, the energy and they use the wisdom to come around to the next phase of success. Gotta take a shot. You have to live at the edge of your capabilities. You gotta live where you're almost certain you're gonna fail. The reason for practice, practice is controlled failure. You're getting to your limit, getting to your limit, getting to your limit. You can't lift that, you can't do that you, until you get to the point that all of a sudden your body makes the adjustment and then you can do it. Failure uh, actually helps you to recognize the areas where you need to evolve. So fail early, fail often, fail forward. Yeah, and uh, I heard that and uh, just something clicked in me. I, I, I realized that uh, that even though I, I may feel like like crap today, um, you know, I was pushing myself to a attain a certification that I knew that was uh, going to mean, you know, good things for me, you know, in my career and mean, you know, a possibility of promotion or a raise for my job. So um, that's why I, I keep going after them. Um, so yeah, I, it's, it's just, uh, it's been a, it's been a very, tr it's been a very trying day for me. I've, you guys know, I've been studying like crazy the past, man, almost feel like three weeks, but even more hardcore the past two weeks to the point where I'm, uh, I'm getting, not getting that much sleep. I'm just constantly just reading, studying, labbing it up. And, um, yeah, so I just, I find, I feel like today, I feel like I was at the finish line and I got there and nobody was there. That's what it felt like. So, um, but once I saw that message, um, I realized that I need to, I need to work harder. Uh, I need to push myself even further. I can't, I can't accept uh, a no or I can't accept, you know, a fail. I, I got to keep pushing because I think persistence is the only thing that's going to get you through this life. And uh, I've been persistent my whole life. There's just one thing about me. I'm just... I'm kind of like that. I'm kind of like that. Uh, that person that that uh, that's just going to be hanging on by the thread. He's just not going to give up. Um, 
So that's just me. That's just my personality. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I did feel down today. I did feel down and, and, and it sucked. But uh, I appreciate all y'all's support, honestly, through the whole process. I, I know a lot of you guys have hit me up uh, via Twitter and Instagram and via Telegram and everything and just give me like words of encouragement. And honestly, that means the world to me. Honestly, it does. Um, so I really appreciate all the kind words. Um, so anyways, just wanted to let you guys know that. Um, so I got even more bad news because, <laughs> you know, you guys know I love this. I love this podcast and I, I love everything about it. And I love putting on a show. And this is like one of my favorite things in the entire world to do. I've been doing it for a long time now. And um, I, 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 got, I realized that uh, by me not passing this test, I need to focus more on my studies because I, you know, that's what pays the bills, and and I need to make sure that I, I pass this certification. Because you know, at this point, my job depends on it. I, I don't get paid enough from this show to to make a living, so I don't have a choice. You know, I have to keep my job, and my job requires that I get these certifications. So I do want to let you guys know that the third podcast is not going away. It's not going away at all. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go down to just three episodes a week. Um, so until I get the certification passed, um, that's what we're going to do. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna schedule it here next month, probably May 16th, which is one, two, three, four weeks from now. And I'm going to take the test again and, um, I'm going to go for it again because I'm just going to keep trying until I pass. And that's just, that's just the way I am. I'm just very persistent like that. But in the meantime, um, there's only gonna be three episodes of, of Thriller Podcast a week. Um, I'm sorry. It's just that um, I'm one of those people, and you guys know this probably by now already. That whenever I get into something, I have to put like everything in it. I can't just go like halfway. I'm one of those people that whenever I I dive into something, I'm like all in. That's why this show like is five days a week. <laughs> That's why we do stuff like, you know, you know, you know, live streams or whatever, or, you know, Google Hangouts or interviews and like everything like, or we're going to, we're going to crypto summits, like stuff like that. That's why I want to go to, you know, the blockchain, uh, uh, you know, blockchain expo here in Amsterdam this year. Like I want, I just jump all in. Like I don't think about the consequences. <laughs> I don't, I don't think about anything else, but what I'm into. And this is, what I'm really into right now is this, but I do realize, you know, that I do need to get my certification and that comes, that comes first, you know, because it is paying the bills. So I have to, I'm going to have to move it down to three days a week for right now. Um, it's probably only going to be for the next four weeks. So I'm going to give you guys the rest of this week. I'm going to do five episodes this week. I'm going to do thriller podcasts today, tomorrow and Wednesday. And then we're going to do thriller coin talk on Thursday and on Thursday and, and Friday um, Saturday and Sunday, um, it's going to be not a lot of me, uh, at this point because I'm going to have to be studying pretty much eight hours every weekend. And then I'm going to have to be studying as soon as I get off of work on, um, on Thursdays and Fridays. And, um, yeah, there's going to be a thriller coin talk on Tuesdays. Cause I, I think it works better that way where there's a thriller podcast on Monday, thriller coin talk on Tuesday and thriller podcast on Wednesday. Just because it just works better, works better for my schedule and, and it works better for for the show, I think, too, as well. Um, and this is like the time I don't want to be getting too much. I want to like be full pedal on crypto right now, just because right now it's like about to surge. <laughs> and I really feel I could push this podcast even more forward if I were to put the, the pedal to the floor. It's just right now I just I can't I have to I have to pass my certification. So I, I am sorry to all of my patrons 
first off, I want to say I apologize to y'all because, you know, I failed you. Uh, I said I was only going to be two weeks, but, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to need another four weeks. So I, I totally understand if you guys want to, you know, dump your Patreon um, or your, your patronage for Thriller Podcast. I totally understand that. Like, that's perfectly understandable. I'm not living up to the expectations that I presented to y'all from the get-go. But um, for the people that do stay around, thank you so much for believing in me. And thank you so much for, you know, sponsoring the show. Because without that, without, I mean, and it's at the end of the day, money's not anything. Like, honestly, it really isn't. I don't care about the money. Um, it's, it's, it's more about just seeing how many people actually care. And that means the most to me. Um, but yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so just want to give you guys that heads up. If you have any, if you have any other questions or if you want to talk to me or send me any messages or anything, feel free to email me or feel free to send me a message at Telegram or check out our new Discord. Um, I appreciate, I appreciate all of that. Um, so, um, but yeah, that's, that's the news I wanted to give y'all. I'm sorry if it wasn't good news. I, I was hoping for better news as well. Um, a lot of people were surprised that I, that I failed because <laughs> they were like, man, you were going so hardcore and you're, you were, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things, you know, it doesn't matter how hard you're trying. It's, it's, you got to try harder than you think you're, cause like, I think I was trying hard, but maybe I wasn't, maybe I should be trying 10 times harder. And that's what I need to do. I need to try 10 times harder than I was, I thought I was already trying hard. So I just need to try harder, know this stuff inside and out and get down to the nitty gritty and really understand this stuff. So to all of my patrons out there, sorry, I apologize. I hope you guys stick around. But if you don't, I totally understand. Like, I totally understand. It's not a big deal. Like, it really isn't. I, I, I know that I haven't been living up to my, my Patreon things. And I put a lot of pressure on myself to do that. And uh, uh, yeah, so I'm sorry for that. But I'm hoping with this time that I have here in the next four weeks, I can get this stuff down so I can pass my, pass my tests and get my certification. And then I can go full throttle and through a podcast. Cause that's what I want to do. I want to go full throttle. Like I said, I, I, I like doing it five days a week. It's a lot of work, but I love doing it. And, um, I loved, I love doing it, you know, on the weekends too, with you guys and, and talking about crypto and stuff like that. But it just feels like I, uh, I don't have a choice. I have to, I have to pass this, and I'm putting this on myself to do it. So, um, with that, let's get into our disclaimer. Remember, Thriller Podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future, even if he thinks he can. He is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into coin market cap. All right, so let's check it out. So we got Bitcoin currently at $8,053. That's right, Bitcoin, $8,053. It looks it looks like it's down. It's like it's down three three percent. Not too bad. I have a feeling it's gonna jump back up. A lot of people are saying that it's gonna climb back down. It's just gonna keep tanking. But uh, I don't I don't see it going too far down. Even though people keep saying that 
the Bears are still here. <laughs> that's a lot. That's all you hear on CNBC. The Bears are still here. <laughs> it's so silly. We got Ethereum, Ethereum. We got Ethereum at $508. I actually picked up some Ethereum today. Um, oh, not that much. Just picked up some Ethereum. It, um, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm a believer that if Ethereum is under $550, under $600, I'm buying some. If I have extra money to buy some, I'm buying some. So, yeah, we got Ripple at 66 cents. It had a nice little surge this weekend, got up to 69 cents, and now it's falling down three cents. Uh, we got Bitcoin Cash at 768. I was debating to pick up some more Bitcoin Cash. Unfortunately, I, I, I looked at the numbers and I, I see Bitcoin Cash surging. I really do. But I don't see it happening for a little while longer. That's why I picked up some Ethereum. I think, I think Ethereum is going to pop off here in the beginning of May. I think we're going to go. We're, I think what's going to happen, this is just me looking at, you guys know, I, I look at history more so than anything. I look at the charts. I look at the news. I look at everything in general. And I, I, I believe, I, I think Ethereum is going to pop off here in early May. Uh, we got we got Litecoin at 130 bucks. It's sneaking. It's sneaking up. It really is. Litecoin and Bitcoin Cash to me are probably the two best payment currencies right now for crypto. Um, you should be holding one of those. If you're not holding either one of those, you should be holding some of those because those could, I still believe Litecoin is going to get to a thousand dollars this year. It's going to peak there. And Bitcoin, I could totally foresee that going above 3000 again this year, maybe even, maybe even higher. We'll see. Cardano at 25 cents right now. It's gone up from 20 cents, actually 19 cents when we last talked up to 25 cents. If you guys remember on Wednesday, I said, I would probably purchase some Cardano right now because it's going to pop off here as soon as they as soon as they ramp up for the release for Shelly, their new update. And once that gets released, you're going to see Cardano probably fizz out. But up until now, up until then, which I believe is next week, um, you're going to see Cardano pop off. And one of the reasons it has already is because people got in at 19 cents. Um, so yeah, if you're looking to make some gains, some really nice gains here in the next week or so, get some Cardano. Seriously. You got EOS at $8.13. You got Stellar at $0.28. Cents. Uh, if you guys saw me on Reddit yesterday, I had, had a post inside of um, inside of the Stellar Reddit page um, where I, I laid I laid out some I laid out some ideas of what I thought Stellar means and what XLM token can can do this year. Um, actually got a good response, which I was surprised. Uh, not that many people were, uh, were trying to fight me, which is pretty interesting. Um, I, I will say that we're going to do a stellar episode. I know I promised that, that Reddit page that we were going to do an episode today, but just with everything going on with Verge and all the stuff that came out over the weekend, I, I got, we got to cover it because if I'm not covering it, I'm not doing my due diligence um, as a journalist. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not a journalist. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you guys need to go back and listen to the, I think it was the the Red Coin episodes that that came out. Okay. Anyway, it's a, it's a old, it's a, it's a old, it's an old joke. Anyway, um, so Stellar, so yeah, I'm going to do a show on Stellar tomorrow. We're going to do a, a big full on show on Stellar. Um, and I'm going to explain the reasons why I have it pegged as being, uh, well, I'll, you know, I'll leave a teaser there. I'm just going to say that Stellar is on course for something. And I'm not going to say what that something is until tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. IOTA 
at $1.60. We got Neo at $66. We got Monero at $194. We got NEM at $0.34. We got Dash at $363. We got Tron at $0.04. We got VeChain at $3.35. We got Ethereum Classic at $16.25. Yes, I'm still holding Ethereum Classic. No, I haven't sold it. <laughs> well, actually, that's the same question twice or the same answer twice. We got Qtum at $16.45. We got Verge at $0.09 cents and Surging. We're going to cover Verge all in the main topic, so I'm going to save everything for about Verge for the main topic. So, uh, yeah, I know a lot of you are wondering what's going on with Verge and what happened over the weekend. I'm going to tell you all about it, including my, my story uh, that kind of happened by accident which i didn't see happening uh you got lisk at ten dollars and 55 cents got icon at two dollars and 80 cents um got bitcoin gold at 51 dollars and 98 cents uh we got populace popping off at 22 dollars and 11 cents uh, i got steam what two dollars and 63 cents and we got ver or we got no not ver we got dogecoin so dogecoin is at four tenths of a cent it's still hanging around right there what does that mean guys that's an indicator letting you know that crypto is up whenever doge is up crypto is up that's just the truth don't let anybody tell you otherwise bitcoin private 24 bucks dang bitcoin private wow it's pretty good 24 bucks dang we got uh, Digijax Dow at $244. We got Bitcoin Diamond, $2.89. And for the most part, everything else is in the red. It's pretty weird this time around. It almost feels like the first 50 coins are up and everything else is just down. I uh, got Funfair at $0.04. Cents. That's good. Um, oh, fuck. That's not good. We got Red Coin at $0.05 tenths of a cent. You guys need to stop buying that coin. It's not a good coin. Uh, that's a pump and dump coin if I've ever seen one. Um, yeah, I don't know what else we have here. I think that's all we got for Coin Talk. There's really not a lot going on there. The main news everybody's talking about is Cardano and Verge at this point. This is what everybody wants to talk about. And the whole crypto sphere is going crazy. But uh, with that, let's get into our main topic. Today we are discussing. Something very interesting. That's right, the moonshot. The inside story of Verge's race to the moon. to talk about and uh, this moonshot that Verge is on right now is pretty remarkable it's something that's never been done it literally is the actual moonshot is wonderful inspirational poetic beautiful involved great technical challenges genuine heroism it brought the world together but think about the Polynesian Islander 
on the dugout canoe, deciding one day they were gonna go that way. No one had ever been that way before. No one even knew if there was anything that way before. It was amazing and it changed the world. People can set their minds to magical, seemingly impossible ideas, and then through science and technology, bring them to reality. And that then sets other people on fire, that other things that look impossible might be accomplishable. Meet Verge Currency, the only untraceable cryptocurrency focused on everyday use. Today's booming crypto space offers plenty of options for different use cases, but with so many solutions out there, you still have to choose a specific ledger, meaning a specific coin. And why compromise? Verge Currency presents Wraith Protocol. Technology to seamlessly switch between public and private ledgers. Now it is up to you to make the transaction visible or not. When Wraith is on, transactions can't be linked to the sender or receiver addresses. And thanks to Tor integration in Verge wallets, the IP addresses are always concealed. Wraith Protocol. Privacy as a choice. Now, we'll start off by saying right off the bat that um, none of this is financial advice, really. If you're going to invest in Verge right now, do so at your own risk, not at mine. Please, please do your own research. And by all means, do not trust me. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just a Verge hodler. Now, everything that I'm about to tell you right now is nothing but my opinion. It is highly, um, probably, it's probably biased already at this point because you guys know I've been a fan of Verge since last year. We made a lot of money on it last year. We made uh, more money on it this past week and we're hoping to make even more money this week from it. Um, so my opinion's biased. Know that from the get. If you're somebody who's on the other side of Verge, then I, this is pro- podcast is probably not for you. You can stop it now. But like I said, this is this is nothing but my opinion on what's going on. Everything that I'm telling you is true from my knowledge, from what I've looked at. So I just want to give that out of the way from the get. Okay, let's get into it. First up, I released something on Saturday and uh, I released it on the Reddit page of Verge. I didn't think anything of it. It was just the podcast that we did on Wednesday. I thought, cool, let me show the Verge community what we did. I thought it was a really interesting show. A lot of people emailed in the next day saying how much they thought it was funny with the 60 minutes. <laughs> and then they thought it was even more funny when we did the prestige kind of cutscene or whatever. Uh, people enjoyed it. That was cool. I didn't think anything of it. And then all of a sudden I get a direct message. And that direct message happens to be from one of the Verge community. And I'm not going to give any names out, but uh, I thought they were important. So now the story really begins.
So sure enough, the message says, if you want the inside story of why Verge is going to get to the moon, look no other place than the Netherlands. I was like, what? <laughs> and I thought that was weird. Random message from a random person in the Verge community. I thought that was weird. This was a Saturday. Um, I obviously knew right away, okay, this is either one of two things. This is either somebody sending me on a fool's errand or this is somebody, you know, wanting me to pump Verge for him. And so I was like, you know what? Let me uh, let me do some investigating. So I go to Google, good old trusty Google. Type in Netherlands payment company. Really new, more or less. I, I kind of thought it was going to be Steam. Google that. Guess what came up? That's right. Aiden. Aiden came up. Sure enough, go to their website, find out that they're powering the growth and the payment platform for Uber, Etsy, Netflix, LinkedIn, Spotify, Evernote, Groupon, EasyJet, SurveyMonkey, you name it, they have it. They just recently just got eBay from PayPal. They're number two when it comes to payment processors. This is unbelievable, I thought, but I was like, why would somebody send me that message? Still thinking that. Sure enough, I look up on LinkedIn, go to Verge Currency. Lo and behold, there's people that are from the Netherlands on Verge Currency's LinkedIn page. Same city, same country as Aiden. Lo and behold, Aiden is a partner with Verge. Yeah, so I tweeted out, nothing, nothing. And then finally, people start looking at it. And the funny thing happens is that uh, I wasn't aware of this because I, I was studying the whole night. I sent out that tweet and then went to sleep. Um, it was weird because no one was, everybody knew about it already. I felt like everybody knew it was Aiden, but no one was talking about it. At least that's what I gathered from everything, because when uh, when I woke up the next morning, th there was a couple of people that were saying that it was Aiden and they referenced the podcast, um, but no one was impressed with the with the partner. And I was kind of shocked because I was like, uh, don't you realize how big this is? Like, you're literally going to take Verge, little old Verge, you're going to move that over to a payment processor as big as Aiden that's going to be able to connect to Netflix and all these other all these other big platforms like Spotify and you're going to be able to pay with these things with your verge currency and and no one was no one was interested in it um, everybody was just like who's Aiden <laughs> no one knew who Aiden was and uh, I was just kind of like okay okay and at that point I I I didn't really 
it's not that I didn't care anymore. I just didn't didn't understand. I I didn't understand why people weren't caring. Then I started realizing that uh, the reason that they don't care was because the only thing they care about is the price of that coin. And that's a problem. That's a big problem because not only will Verge set a precedent by partnering with with Aiden, you're going to have other companies like PayPal see what Aiden does partnering with Verge. They're going to want to partner with a coin. Then you're going to have other payment processors like Stripe. They're going to want to partner with a coin. Then you're going to have other technology companies that are in the space want to partner with a coin or a, a type of blockchain technology. This is about to get hot. This is a domino set in the beginning, and this is going to topple everything over. This is going to keep. This is going to make crypto. This is one of the things that's going to make crypto more mainstream. And I know a lot of people have said, "Oh, well, mainstream doesn't have to mean just America," and that's true. It doesn't have to mean just America. It should mean everywhere. And for a lot of people around the world, it is everywhere for them already. But this will put mainstream crypto verge in front of everyday people that don't use it. And that's a big thing. That is a huge thing. That is a moonshot, ladies and gentlemen. That is a moonshot. Because Verge is doing something that hasn't been done before. No other crypto is going to be doing this. Now, they will be able to do this after Verge does this. This is why this is a moonshot. People try to think of moonshots and they think of Lambos. They think of money. They think about everything but the actual technology that's being built. There's a lot of kids today that are in their 20s that are starting blockchain companies. You know, they're wanting to create their own currencies. They're wanting to create some kind of technology that could be used inside of Ethereum's network or, or on Stellar's protocol. Like they're, they're wanting to do these things, right? No one's wanting to go work at PayPal. No one's wanting to go work at these other payment processing places. They would work there if they had some kind of blockchain technology tied to them. Now, these companies are going to have to start doing that to keep these employees. You have Googlers, people that used to work at Google, Charlie Lee, go off and start his own cryptocurrency. You have other Googlers today starting off their own crypto blockchain company, whatever. This is going to continue to happen. And Verge is taking a major, major, major jump right now. And a lot of people aren't realizing the biggest, the big impact that it's going to have for the rest of the year. If Bitcoin, and this, it's funny because from the get-go, I've always said, you go back and listen to last year's episode about Verge that I did. Even listen to like earlier this year episodes of Verge that I did. I've always said there's something about that community. I don't know what it is, but it reminds me a lot of Bitcoin 2015. It really does. It really does. It really does. There's just something like if you go to Doge, Doge community, there are a lot of cool people in there. You know, they're 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 just their own community. You go to Bitcoin, their own community. You go to Bitcoin Cash, it's its own community. You go to you go to any one of these cryptocurrency Reddit pages, they're their own community. You go to Verge, and it feels like you're in a totally different island altogether. Like these guys are are goofy, they're funny. They're over extreme. <laughs> They're a little out there. They expect they expect all kinds of like uh, I don't know. It's it doesn't matter because tomorrow we're gonna find out, and we're gonna find out uh, whether the, somebody sent me on a wild goose chase or somebody told me the truth, and we'll see. 
Um, I looked at everything. If the, if every if everything what was said to me through that message is true, then this looks like a legitimate partnership with Verge. I went ahead and doubled down even more than I was already with Verge just because of this. Um, but it's because I think I think it's worth the risk. I really do. Um, I think it's one of those where if Verge ends up getting on something like an Uber or Spotify or even a Netflix, I think that changes everything. And I want to hold some Verge because I'm going to want to spend it. <laughs> like I know, I know a lot of you, a lot of you give me give me crap because I like to spend my Bitcoin or I used to like to spend my Bitcoin. Um, I like to spend it. I like to spend my Litecoin. I, I did. There was a time. It wasn't until really at the end of last year where I started really holding my Bitcoin and uh, this year too, holding my Bitcoin. But years years prior, like 2015, 2016, 20, in the beginning of 2017, I was spending all my Bitcoin. Do you know? So I, I can't wait to get into that habit again. I'm looking forward to spending my Verge that I purchased for eight cents per coin. I'm looking to, I'm looking to spend that on whatever what other company they're partnering with because man it'd be cool to you know get a spotify membership with my verge currency i'm just saying it would be cool to get you know netflix for my mom so she doesn't have to pay it with my verge currency you know it, it would be cool i'm just saying like all these it would be cool to get an uber like where was this during south by i wish i could have got an uber with my verge currency right um, this is, this is perfect. This is perfect. And I, I hope, I hope Verge ends up becoming this. And, and I know a lot of people are Monero, Monero, they're, you know, Dash, they're other type of hodlers for other privacy coins. I totally get that. Uh, I, I mine Monero as well. Um, so it's one of those things where if, if Verge, if Verge becomes the privacy coin for the mainstream, that's pretty cool. If Monero can become that privacy coin for the dark web, that's pretty cool too. Like I think I think all these cryptos are gonna have their own little niche, and that's gonna be have to be cool with everybody. I don't see why we have to keep fighting with each other. I'm not saying these two camps are fighting. I just don't think that um, I just don't think this space is uh, that small. I think there's room for everybody. We're only a 326 billion dollar market cap right now. We're gonna be a trillion dollar market cap. There's a lot of people that were saying, oh, Verge is. Verge is only it's never going to get to $5. Verge is never going to get to $10, $20, anything like that. I think a lot of people do not realize how big this market is going to be. We're going to be a trillion dollar coin market cap by the end of the year. By t- by the end of 2019, we're going to be at 3 trillion or 2 trillion at the very least. This is going to get bigger and the bigger it gets, these coins are going to be worth more. You guys need to start understanding that. Don't look at it with the mindset of now. That's what too many people did back in 2015, back in 2014. People were looking at the mindset of now, of back then. And what ended up happening? That's right. Ethereum ended up becoming a $500, $700, $800, $1,200 cryptocurrency. It did. I was there at the beginning of Ethereum. I remember when that thing came out at $3. I remember seeing it at $20. I remember seeing it at $10. I remember thinking to myself, let me just buy a couple Litecoins for three bucks for $1.50. Let me just buy a couple. Right now they're worth $150. This, these, are, these are the things I'm telling you. Like I tell you these things because I want you to understand that back then when I saw that, I did the same thing that you guys are doing now. I laughed at it and was like, hmm. Maybe this won't be anything. I made a big mistake. 
I realized that. I bought a lot of stuff. I bought more Bitcoin than any of those two currencies back then. But I should have bought a lot of Litecoin. I could have afforded it back then. And I think now, me seeing the same thing happen with Verge, seeing the same thing happen with Stellar, with Cardano, with Monero, with all these other, with all these other coins like Tron, with all these other coins that people are poo-pooing on, <laughs> people are trying to crap on, or IOTA, whichever one. You name, you name it, it's all gotten FUD. It's all gotten FUDed on. A lot of people are trying to do that, and they don't realize that uh, that's not going to matter. That stuff doesn't matter. That doesn't matter two years, three years from now. People were laughing at Verge at uh, seven-tenths of a cent last year. People still laugh at it now. They say it's just a, 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 a fork of, of, of Dogecoin. What's wrong with Dogecoin? And uh, don't we all hold Dogecoin? What's wrong with the, with being a fork of Dogecoin? I think that's an honorable coin to be a, a fork of. Now, other people forget, but uh, you know, other privacy coins out there were forked from other coins as well. And some of those coins are worth just as much as Doge as they are right now. Do your research before you go start before you start fudding on everybody else's coin. I'm just saying. That's all I'm just gonna say. Most people don't don't look at the history. If you listen to Thriller Podcasts, I tell you all about the history. Go look at all our episodes, sift through them, and you'll see tons of historic episodes about different coins and where they came from. I think people need to start realizing that we're all in this together. This is a group effort, cryptocurrency. This is a group effort, blockchain. We need everybody on board with each other. There shouldn't be any fudding. There's room for everybody to grow. This week, it's Verge. Next week, it's Monero. The week after that, it's Dash. The week after that, it's Bitcoin. The week after that, it's Stellar. It's Cardano. It's whatever. It's everybody has their weeks where they're the biggest coin in the world. Everybody has their weeks. I've been in this game a long time. I know how it goes. Everybody has their turn. So just wait your turn. Next week, it'll be you. Why are you going to Why are you gonna try to get other people to sell their coin? Now, I understand. I get it. You know, there are some people that believe that this is all a scam, that this is not going to amount to anything. They think uh, there's going to be an exit strategy, just like BitConnect. I think I think they're wrong personally. I don't think that's going to happen. I think if you I think if you look at if you look at the team that they built, they are putting a lot on the line right now, not only for their careers, but for their uh, well-being as well. Um, I would even go as far as saying that uh, if this was an exit scam, this would be one of the biggest uh, cons of all time. Seriously, just in like just cons of all time. I don't foresee that happening. Why would anybody want to go to jail for something like that? It doesn't make any sense. So that's why I say just be careful what you say about stuff. Don't don't go say that it's the biggest scam of all time. Yes, we know it can happen. And yes, that had a bad taste on a lot of our mouths. It did. But at the same time, we all saw the signs with Bitcoin. We knew it was from Thailand, unregulated. We didn't know who the actual owners of BitConnect were. We didn't know any of that stuff. We had no idea, but everybody just kept dumping money, dumping money into it. It was a Ponzi scheme in the end, and everybody knew it. But we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow at 10 a.m., I foresee being the I foresee this living up to everybody's expectations. I think it's gonna be Aiden. 
we made that announcement today on the podcast. And uh, we'll see if we're right or wrong tomorrow. Either way, I'm holding Verge long term. This is a this is a community I want to be a part of. I really like what they're I really like what they've built over the past you know seven months. It's pretty cool. And I hope you guys stick around. With that, let's get on to the end of the show. say this too often but you know i'm really grateful for each and every one of you that listens to the show i know a lot of other people out there don't really know me that well but i will say that uh, i'm grateful man and i just want to keep giving and give and give and give to each and every one of you as much as i can i want to be able to provide that little slice of entertainment for you while you're working or while you're driving to work or whatever it's going to take because at the end of the day Let's buy Bitcoin and let's save the fucking world. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Twitter Podcast with Car Gonzalez. Remember, Twitter Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Car said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go through your own.